KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. There are a lot of people facing a lot of economic pain as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of people dealing with economic uncertainty like they never have before. Now, we've heard a lot of talk about unemployment benefits and the issues there, but there are also other benefits out there that can help people in times of need. And there are people that can help you find out what benefits you qualify for and what you need to do to apply. That's what Benefits Data Trust does for people in Pennsylvania with their headquarters in Philadelphia. Now, we wanted to learn more about what they are seeing here in the midst of this pandemic and what they do. So we reached out to CEO Trooper Sanders, had a really really important conversation. Give a listen. So let's start kind of with the view from 30,000 feet. Give us a quick overview. What is Benefits Data Trust? So Benefits Data Trust was founded right here in Philadelphia in 2005 to essentially help people navigate the extraordinarily complicated public benefits system. We have all sorts of programs and benefits out there to help people with buying food and heating their home, getting health care, getting an education. Uh, But the hard truth is that these are complicated programs. It takes a lot of time. There are a lot of trap doors that that you can, uh, you know, fall into that will deny you access to benefits. And so many people often need a helper or bridge to be able to to get these essential benefits. And that's what we're around to do, to be helpful. So what have the last few months been like for, for you guys? What kind of traffic are you dealing with? You know, I mean, this has been an extraordinary time I mean, for the world and the country, never mind for, for, for Philadelphia. And one, I, I do have to just pay tribute to my, my colleagues who really, despite everything that's happened over these past few months, really have not missed a beat in terms of helping people, being there for people and making sure that we do what we need to do so that, that people can get the benefits they need. We have certainly seen a spike in call volume of people who need help across Philadelphia and the state and indeed the country. Um, We have found that, you know, our applications that we have helped people file for benefits is certainly higher than it was a a year ago. And so there are a lot of people hurting. There are a lot of people in need and where these benefits are more of a lifeline than, than almost any time before. Can you give us some context? Do you have numbers to you know, maybe back in December, January, what you were seeing as to what you're seeing over the last few months? Sure. You know, I think certainly we've we've always had a a pretty brisk call volume, but we have seen 40, 50, 60 percent increases in our call volume than we would normally expect. Um, We have also uh, normally we will work with community organizations, uh, the state and local government to do what we call more targeted outreach to people who are more likely to be eligible for benefits that they are not receiving. Since the pandemic, Benefits Data Trust has opened up a general hotline uh, that anyone can call and uh, get screened for benefits and go through the process. And we have seen a high number of those people also eligible for benefits, which really speaks to the extraordinary need out there since the COVID pandemic began and the, cha- and the uh, disruption to the economy. Um, and so we're glad to be here, be, to be around to, to help, uh, but also want to make sure that, frankly, more people get benefits, can get, uh, get themselves on track so that they, they, they may not need us in the future. 
you talk about the overall rise. Have you noticed a, I don't know if shift, but the types of benefits people are looking for help with, has it changed since things were quote unquote more normal? Have you noticed a shift in what people are looking for, for help in than you did say six, eight months ago? You know, I think the needs are pretty much the same. People need food. People need health care. Uh, people need to be able to heat their homes. I think what we are seeing is that either people who may have been a little more reluctant to uh, get screened for benefits and to apply for benefits, and, you know, that goes into some of the stigma around benefits, given the times and given the, the, the needs out there and the uncertainty, more people are coming forward and sort of breaking through that uh, whatever hesitancy they might have had. In addition, I think we are seeing more people who never could have imagined that they would need public benefits. We are seeing people who might not have experienced prolonged periods of unemployment before or who may have been on a career trajectory um, and an economic trajectory where public benefits was just on the other side of the moon. And they are finding themselves in situations where they need help with food and healthcare, And so we are glad that, that we're able to be there for people to not only help them get benefits, but to also be able to provide the, the type of service that, that my extraordinary colleagues do to make people comfortable and help, and help navigate them through, uh, through these times in a, in a comfortable way. Have you noticed, obviously you talked about the increased numbers overall, but I feel like end of July that expanded unemployment ended a lot of things kind of came to an end at the end of july has that led to a spike on top of a spike for lack of a better term here over these last few months you know i I think it has certainly elevated elevated concern and the urgency uh for the types of benefits that that we deal with things such as snap or what what used to be called food stamps um and you know low-income energy assistance that will be more important in the fall and winter as as, as, as things get, get colder, where the, the, the emergency support was not only a real lifeline for people, but it was an extraordinary stabilizer um, that, that allowed people to get through, uh, through many months and, frankly, an, an ex, an, a stabilizer for the economy. Since that has expired, you're right, people have fewer options or in some cases are out of options. And that's where we want to make sure that really everyone is getting all the benefits that they are that they qualify for to be able to provide, you know, some extension um, of of help. You mentioned energy assistance, SNAP. What are some other benefits that are on the table that you help people navigate uh, to to receive? Sure. So, you know, there, there's certainly, certainly the education assistance, you know, a lot of people are either trying to stay in school or their jobs have been disrupted and they, and they, they may have to, you know, go back to school. Um, And we are working on ways to help make the, uh, the, the financial aid process a bit easier and demystified for people. Uh, Pennsylvania has had a great prescription drug assistance program for seniors for quite some time. We are there to help help seniors tap those resources. And you know, and in addition, there are, there are additional benefits in, in Philadelphia that can that can help people just make ends meet and, and get some additional support that they might not know about that we we can help with. Along with, uh, we have a number of community based partners across. Uh, Philadelphia through the, uh, the the Benefili effort with with the city to 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 help people as well. As this pandemic drags on, in some places things have gotten better, in some places things have gotten worse. It's a very uneven 
and you kind of almost see that in, in neighborhoods and such, you know, where certain people are doing better, others are doing worse. As this drags on, what are your concerns as far as need and, you know, money? Sure. The Congress has been in a stalemate about another relief factor. What are your concerns going forward here as this thing goes on longer and, you know, it, it gets tougher? Absolutely. Well, you know, there, there are a few things. I mean, one, we have to remember that even with the pandemic and the economic downturn, that we have had large numbers of people who have lived on the edge and have not been able to make ends meet for quite some time before that. And we, ne- we need to make sure that we, we continue uh, to, 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 to do all we can to help them. Uh, but in, in addition, I think the, the hard truth is that with this type of severe disruption to our economy, uh, while we hope that people will be able to go back to work and, and get things back on track quickly, the hard truth is this type of economic disruption, we might see improvements in the statistics, but that won't necessarily be reflected in the lives, that, uh, in the lives of real people. And we saw during the, the last recession or the, the Great Recession that even when we were technically out of the recession, there were many people who were out of work uh, for much longer. There were people who they might have found jobs, but they were, it was for lower pay and it had more instability built in. And so you really saw you had a, a, a chronic, a level of chronic insecurity for a large number of people. And so I think with this economic disruption and this pandemic, you know, I worry that we will see some of those same trends. So people whose unemployment benefits are expiring but we're really the, the they're nowhere close to being able to get a new job or a job that paid what they might have had before. And so that's where we really have to think about, well, how do we make sure that folks just don't completely fall through, that they are getting all the help that they can get to get through these these extraordinary times? And I think we have to really make sure that that we are we're thinking about, you know, once people do may go back to work, that they may still be economically vulnerable. And so benefits are still going to be an important part. And then the third part is the, the, the hard truth is that for some people, they're going to have to completely reset their career. They're going to have to go back to school. They're going to have to do other types of things. And that's going to take time, finish that associate's degree or get that technical certification. And you can't really hit the books and get the grades and get the diploma that you need to get back on track if you can't eat, if your health is, is failing. And so that's where public benefits and making sure that people have them. It's not only about, you know, helping people uh, and, and, and taking care of basic needs, but frankly, it's about economic mobility. It's about making sure that people can get ahead. And the sum total of that is that our economy does better. We can get more people with associate's degrees and certificates and bachelor's degrees filling some of these higher wage jobs, more stable jobs, the jobs that we know long term, we're going to have shortages in, particularly in some of the higher skilled areas. That's not only going to help them, that's going to help us. That's going to help our our economy. And so, you know, I worry that if we aren't able to crack this code of making sure that everyone who's in, who qualifies is, is qualified for benefits can get them so that we can then turn our economy back around, this is going to be a much slower recovery than it needs to be. Early on, you talked about when you were kind of giving the overview, you talked about people fall through the trap doors trying to. It seems to me 
as a society, these programs are set up, we are much more concerned about one person taking advantage of these benefits than we are about a person in desperate need who can't get to the finish line. You talk about how you guys have seen people who never thought they'd have to take part in these benefits here. Is it possible if we're going to look for some hope here that people that used to not pay attention to this have now seen what goes into it, that we could see a sea change in how we approach this, where we're much more concerned about making sure everyone's taken care of than we are about focusing on the handful of people who take advantage of the system. Yeah. So, you know, I I think it is a perfectly legitimate public interest concern that we, we want government programs to work for people that they were, that they are intended to work for. But the question is, you know, how much, just like we want people following the speed limit, we want people, uh, you know, handling our food, washing their hands and doing all the, the, all of the other things. So there's a completely legitimate public interest concern for that. The, The question is, you know, the resources we put into it and does that, does that, does focusing on that piece take our eye off of the broader intent? And so, yes, we need to make sure that people qualify for benefits and, there, and, the, and that there, there are steps for that. But we can make it much more efficient, much more user-friendly. So it doesn't scare people away. So frankly, and, we, and particularly at a time like this, when people have to spend every minute of their day trying to make sure that they protect their health, literally not touching something that, that could destroy their health, that they need to spend every minute of the day they possibly can trying to figure out how can they get a job? How are they going to put food on the table? How are they going to take care of other people they care about um, who are facing similar circumstances? We need to make sure we're not putting unnecessary barriers in their way, making them spend time that they should be spending doing other things with paperwork and bureaucracy and other types of things that at the end of the day will not protect the public's money, it's only going to frustrate people and keep them from getting on with, with their lives. And so really, we should approach these things with a spirit of, you know, we are the whole point of being a country, the whole point of being a community is that on balance, we get more out of it as an individual being part of a community and sharing in what everyone brings to the table than if we were just all out there doing things on our own. And so these are hard-fought programs. So we might as well just make sure they work well and they work efficiently and they do what they're supposed to do, which is making sure that people aren't hungry, which is making sure people have health care, which is making sure people can get an education. And that's just important from a moral point of view. But, you know, let's bottom line this for people who might have never thought they needed to consider these programs or people who are today relatively privileged and don't have to think about it in their own lives. Ultimately, better health better education, making sure that people are eating. This is a selfish thing for the rest of us because that means that there are more dollars turning over in our stores, that we have a stronger workforce that's going to grow the economy, that's going to ultimately put more money in all of our pockets. So this is really balancing, yes, being having good morals and, and, and being the type of country and community we want to be, but this is about cold-eyed self-interest about everybody gaining when we are all broadly stronger and healthier and better. So let's bring it home here. People hear this, are in need, need help. How do they contact you? What should they do? 
Sure, absolutely. So first of all, I should just say that, you know, if, if people are in need, if, if they are going through, through troubling times, one, I should really just say there is no shame in applying for and claiming public benefits. You might have never needed these benefits before, never thought of them before. But frankly, this is why we pay taxes. We have all paid into this system and we have all supported creating communities and a country that has this type of infrastructure. So now you may need it and then you may get back on your feet and it'll be there for someone else. So there is no shame in this and there should be no shame in this. But concretely, if, if people are out there and they need and, and they, they need help, they should, if they live in Philadelphia, they should call our, our Benefili hotline at 833-373-5868. And if you're outside of, of Philadelphia in the, in the metropolitan area uh, or across the state, you should call 833-373-5869 and we'll do our best to help you. And across the state, you guys, just to be clear, deal with residents of Pennsylvania, correct? Correct. Yes. We, we work across the country, but we help people here in Philadelphia, uh, people across the state of, of, of Pennsylvania, uh, and, and several other states across the country. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 